Well, you're a big fan of them. Yeah. Why don't you get some? Yeah. <laughs> get a big ring through the end. Um. G'day, cobbers, cobbets, and those who identify as cob neutral. Welcome to another ep of Don't Threaten Me for Good Time. I'm joined, as per usual, by the man voted in high school to most likely be a snitch. Hi, Nick. Oh, you're talking to me? Yeah, of course, mate. I'm the cobweb. You're the cobweb? Yeah, but I've, I've seen a few cobwebs in your room. Yeah. Yeah, it looks like the bloody spider's cave on Lord of the Rings 3. Charlotte's web. Yeah. Oi. Um, How are you? Good, mate. Good. I uh, can't believe we're back doing two in a row. I know. Seems a bit foreign, but overwhelmed. The gruesome twosome, mm. some would call it. I'm just going to start off with something quite exciting that we don't get very often, a bit of viewer feedback. Fan mail. Fan mail. Mm-hmm. Uh, Listener feedback. Listener feedback, yeah. Yeah, true. You ready? Yeah, or is it ready as I'll ever be. Afternoon, lads. Great to see you back in action today. Currently putting a nice dinner together for the family, and notice the bread tags are now all cardboard. Have you noticed this? And if so, have you been recycling them? Regards, recycling bin gold sticker enthusiast. Don't think it's his real name. Mm-hmm. Thoughts? Alias. Criticism. Well... I've always sort of had a theory when it comes to bread bags that I'll open it once. Mm-hmm. The, the little plastic tag, whether it be cardboard, plastic, whatever, just flies off in an unbeknownst direction. And then I just go for the twist yep. and then seal that way, mm. often leading to mouldy bread and mm. you know stale loaves getting half thrown out. But that's sort of always been my theory. But it is changing a lot, those sort of that sort of stuff now, isn't it? Do you like to snap the tags and then fling them off your finger? Yeah. That's, they're not flying away. Uh, yeah, it's good. Um, I think it's really cool. There are only little bits of plastic, but I guess it all counts, doesn't it? Tell that to the turtles. Will do. And I like, I hope they don't replace the plastic bread bags, though, because they're really good for picking up poos. Yeah. You know? Or melting on the side of a toaster and or element. That's good as well. Um, dog poos, in, in uh, particular, they're good for picking up. But even if you carry some around with yourself, uh, this is a bit of a tip for the viewers, viewers, listeners at home, uh, if you're going for a walk and you need to do a poo, you can do a poo anywhere in the park mm-hmm. and then use the bread bag to pick it up and it just looks like you're picking up your dog's poo and you pretend that your dog's run off somewhere. There you go. Unless they see you doing the poo. The other thing as well, which people often refer to people that didn't have the nicest sort of facial setup, is mm. you have a face like a melted bread bag. So perfect for this sort of um, team we've got going here. I've never heard that before. Mm. Well, now you have. It's like, uh, <laughs> correct. It's like having a face like a dropped mince pie. Mm. Very similar. Do you want to know what I do when it comes to the but dog doing the number twos? Can we just go back to the face that's good for a bread bag? You're really stuck on it, yep. They're see-through. Yeah. Oh, so you're going to kill them. But it's like melted, so it's like oh, all like, yeah. Right. I thought you meant they've got a, a face that you want to put a bread bag over mm. and suffocate them. No. Okay. No, no, cool. no. Going back to the dog poos. Um, I'm being quite guilty. I'm, As you know, I've got a bit of a weak tummy when mm. it comes to yuck stuff like that. Mm-hmm. It doesn't really settle well. So every time I'm at the park and I'm forced to pick up the dog's number twos, I go up to it bag on hand and we'll often just grab a big clump of dirt with grass and just put it in the bag mm. and then just leave the shit there. See, oh, oh okay. So you just, you pretend I'm to pretending so then it looks like, because as soon as someone sees, sees a dog shitting, you've instantly got the laser beams from all the other dog owners. What's he going to do? Where's the bag? As soon as they see the bag, they say, oh, okay, he's picking it up. He's cool. Perfect crime. But I would have thought a goal for such as yourself, you'd be replacing your divots. So do you get the poo and do you fill... 
the little hole of mud that you've created and sand it flat like yeah. a like a, a cement layer for the next person that's dog wants to come and shit so they've got a good lie to pick it up yeah exactly not a bad thought actually I no, might but, take the sand bucket out next time but you are picking you are touching the poo more than if you just put the bag on your fingers mm. on your hands hand hands oh, you're a dog owner now I am yep kind of yes a dog foster parent babysitter babysitter yeah the perfect the perfect arrangement to be honest a well-trained yeah. dog that hasn't had... Because I don't mean to sound mean, but sometimes if you get the odd rescue dogs, mm. they can they can be a little bit troubled. But munty? Yeah. yeah. So it's kind of nice have... that we've taken over a dog that's already had the initial trainings. So you can Is it a rescue some... dog? No, it's not. No, oh, no. okay. But it was a puppy with someone else. Ah, uh, A yeah. good home. If you, don't, if you don't know who the ex-owner is, you could... Uh, yes, a bit of mental anguish could be yeah. going on with the dog. Which is sad, but... Yeah. Not my issue. Nah, not my circus. Mm-hmm. Not, Not my monkey. monkey. Yeah, nice. So we've got a good show lined up today. We've been uh, spraffing back and forth for, you know, till the cows come home. Have we done a bad one yet? Um, only 32. We're 32 in. It's my age. No, 32 bad ones. Ah, right. Yeah, okay. yeah. We've had four good ones. Mm. Yeah, I don't know. I think they all constitute as a good show. Yeah. A bloody good show, even. And we were thinking... Tips the top hat. Since, you, since you're, you just touched on your age quickly, we're obviously uh, growing older, as believe it or not, everyone on this beautiful planet Earth is. What are some things that get on the gears of older people that maybe you can see yourself adopting? And we're not talking like older as in like, you know, middle age. We're talking like post 75, maybe? Post-pension. Post-pension, so post-65? Yeah. Uh, yeah, that's that's a goodie. Gold card holders. Mm-hmm. And you know they've all got their wee sayings and their wee quirks and their little colloquialisms and the white stuff in the corner of their mouths that they can't seem to get out, mm-hmm. ever. Uh, do you have any things that you think you either like, dislike, or maybe you want to adopt yourself as you gracefully go into your retirement years? Well... In 30 years' time. <laughs> it's, <laughs> no. in- it's interesting you say that because I've always found old people to be unhealthily obsessed with having to pick up cabbage tree leaves of oh. all leaves you know whether it's they block the drains clear the driveway it's a, if they got a massive cabbage tree above your driveway you just keep picking them up all mm. the time and old people are just obsessed with them getting picked up mm-hmm. i don't know why i just always used to see when i was younger and at my work and all different places people are just always picking up cabbage tree leaves because it irritates the old people for some unbeknownst reason Ever encountered just, that? You could, I, I have actually, and you could save so much time by just getting rid of the tree. Yeah. And here's a fun fact about cabbage tree leaves: you can't actually put them in the green bin, mm. red bin. So that makes it even more admin. So I know, you're picking yeah. up something that just you can't just throw away at the green at the dump. Is it the only plant in the world that's non-biodegradable? <clears throat> yeah. I don't know, but probably. Yeah. But yeah, old people they do have their weird little things like that, eh? Where they'll just scrape or, or sweeping the gutters. Yeah. Is another one that they do a lot where it's just like, just let it fester. Yeah, it's a massive thing, eh? Like just driveway leaf maintenance. Mm, it's like, what difference does this make? The if, wind is the ultimate. How where much, are you going to set your booby traps if it's clean concrete? Exactly. And how much of an ultimate, like, boomer driveway leaf irritation has the leaf blower just come into the market? There's the perfect tool to sell those sort of people. That's literally wind. Yeah, you're literally literally selling people wind. Yeah. Just like selling baked beans. That's a good one. And I think because they've got 
more time on their hands because mm. they're not they're out of the workforce. Yeah. So they've got all this time, so they've become like obsessive compulsive about their cabbage tree leaves. And if they've got a big window at the front of the property mm. that you can bet your bottom dollar is immaculate if you're retired, they can just sort of peer over the street. Mm. And through also... the through the blinds, mm. like um that guy on the lovely bones. The nosy neighbours. The nosy neighbours. Um yeah, that's a good one. I, I think that, I don't know if it's something I'm going to get into or something that really gets on my goat at the moment, it's goat getting, is old people commenting on Facebook photos as if it's a private message. <laughs> yeah. You know, you yep. just We've be all like, been guilty of receiving it from a distant relative. You know, you'll post a photo of like yourself sitting at a table with a meal or something super generic and it'll just be like, hi Nick, how's things going? Me and bloody John have just been up to Nelson for a weekend and fucking found heaps of cabbage tree leaves up there. How's mum and dad? Yeah, yeah, and you're like, ugh, like, piss off. And what do you do in that regard? Do you say... Delete it. Delete the comment. Delete your Facebook. And do you then do you readdress it on Messenger? Because there's obviously a real innocent sort of feel about it. They're obviously just trying to engage. They just don't really know the techno stuff. Mm. And so it's like, do you delete it and then say, let's just chat in here, So. I don't yeah. know who Sue is, but that's sort of a generic boomer sort of name. Yeah. Uh, let's yeah. chat in here, Sue, and this is can you can sort of relodge the conversation and show them the way, or do you yeah. just reply innocently on the photo and then it just becomes a forty-seven person comment thread when they just divulge all the history? You just need to hope that they don't <clears throat> really believe that they're in private messenger and they start to maybe give personal information, mm. like you know, hi Sam, great to see you're doing well. Um, hope there's a cushion on that bar stool because your mum told me that you'd really bad hemorrhoids recently. Mm. Uh, John's got some extra suppositories if you want to come pick him up as an example of what someone could theoretically say on my photo, but it, it'd obviously be untrue. The, um, the, <laughs> uh, the older family friend, usually a woman, but not entirely a woman, that used to always love to remind you amongst friends when you were sort of in your mid to late teens, I used to wipe your bottom when you oh, were younger. <laughs> yeah. Now look at you. You're having your first beer. Yeah, you're probably wiping your own. <laughs> Yeah, I think it is normally women that do that because the men are a fan of the private message, extremely filthy video, mm. which they will send through to you at any time of the day. 9am, here's a video of a beautiful lady getting out of a pool, opens her legs, she's got a cock yeah. or something like you that. You learn a lot about your distant cousins, uncles yep. and sort of family friends when you turn about 18 and the group message comes up. You're like, jeez, uncle sick- watches a lot of porn. He's a sicko. And you reply with a generic lol, mm. and then they will just won't That's reply. That's bait. That's bait to them, because they yeah, say he yeah. loves it. He's yeah. showing it around his mates. He's a young guy. I reckon that um, trend came in, sort of in the, I guess in the club, club sort of scene, the mm. rotary clubs, the football clubs, the bowls clubs, wherever, where when email first came out, because they would have been... Thinking, Sending them round. Yeah, stay with me here. These would have been the guys that would have grown up with the box of porn mags that would have been passed around at the park. Now we've got emails. It's great. We can download a pixelated picture and flick it all around. And now they're still doing it because it's like, geez, it's great. There's 10 billion videos of porn on the internet that we can just show everyone because they don't know how to do it. Look at this, John. I found a video of a woman's tits. Can you, know you what believe it? that that sort of stuff's on the internet? And I'm the one who found it. It's like, okay, uh, it's literally more of that on the internet than anything else, probably. You know what else? I reckon a lot of those old people would love to um, look at the messenger chats and... Uh, uh, the uh, porn circles with a little Baileys. A li- <laughs> How much do old people love just a wee a li- Baileys on the rock? I'll just have a wee Baileys. Just a little one. Yep. And is that the reason that it's common practice in bars to do double shots only mm. of Baileys? 
You do, yeah. You do double shots of Bailey's. And who was the pisshead who just came up with, oh, yeah, Bailey's are, everywhere does double shots of that, mm. but nothing else, just because it's their drink. I think Bailey's in terms of, we're both, as we've said numerous times, maybe 32 times in the time we've been doing this podcast. Only on the bad episodes. We've both had hospitality experience. Mm-hmm. Um, I think Bailey's is the single most drink you come under the biggest flack for when you actually pour the amount in. Yeah. Because people just will have a pint of it at home and a, yeah. as a wee Baileys. Yeah, a wee Baileys and yeah. just straw in the bottle, yeah. straw pedo it. It's, um, yeah, because another thing is a lot of old people are notoriously frugal, mm-hmm. a.k.a. stingy. Yeah. So they will get a spirit level out and put it on top of that nip pour, on top of that shot glass mm. to make sure it's perfectly level before putting it in. Just for their bunny ears, wee Baileys. Yeah. What about a Canterbury cream? Yeah. Is that a poor man's Baileys? It's definitely a poor man's Baileys, a Canterbury yeah. cream. <laughs> I like the Cameo cream biscuits. I don't know what they are. You'd definitely know them. They're sort of like, look them up. You'll Just enjoy them. them. I'm sure old people love them, to be fair. I was about to say the blue biscuit selection tins. Oh, what is it called? Celebrations? Yeah, celebrations. Oh, I love them. They are they are a staple and a stalwart of the old person pantry. To be fair, I haven't heard anything that we've mentioned so far that I don't see myself merging into. The yeah. porn circles, the wee baileys, <laughs> the celebrations. Some Maybe say the you're almost, leaves. You're almost in, in a few of those circles, I'd mm. say. Always another thing is they seem to love blonde-haired... Canterbury Crusader halfbacks. Oh yeah, like Andy Ellis. What a oh, sweetheart yeah. he was of the of the old people in New Zealand. Jeez, for a woman like me, he's a real dish. And a lot of the time, I think it was because he doesn't wear those puffed of white boots. Yeah, you know, and just casual things like that that they throw in. That's obviously not oh, acceptable now. Just casual, casual sexism, racism, all that sort of stuff. It's uh, and they also like. The old-fashioned ones. You know, mm. he's a good boy. He's from the country or I don't know where. Yeah. Doesn't have any tattoos. Good haircut. Don't know. Sensible haircut. Doesn't say bro in post-match interviews. Yeah. And they like they like the old school. This is obviously generic old people. They don't like things like unnatural hair colour. Mm-hmm. For example, you know, it looks like someone who's had a blindfold on and got the resin colour chart out of the least most purchased colours and just... The paint roller straight through. Pin the, pin the finger on the bloody... I don't know. Wig? Emo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they don't like that. Sort of, and they like to criticise, you know, the young people with mm-hmm. their skinny jeans and their hip-hop music. Well, do old people, especially men again, do they ever get a pair of pants straight from the shop that they don't get taken up or taken in? Yeah. I feel like that's a real... Oh, like Get them taken up. Yeah. So why don't or you get Maureen to do a bit of sewing on it. Yeah, why don't you just get ones that fit you mm. properly? Because they go to the same pants store every, day, every year mm. to get all their clothes. Same barber shop. Yeah. The yeah. amount of times I go to the barber shop, where I've actually changed barbers recently. That's another tale for another yeah. day. I reckon the listeners were waiting out to hear that. Mm. Um, and you go in there, man, and it's like literally seven, eight old guys that are just sitting in there that don't need a haircut. No. They must just do it as part of the routine every week. They're just yeah, It's like Grand Torino, you know, mm. when he takes them to the barber shop and that's their big, their big social thing. It's like, if I've got a barber appointment at two, I'm not turning up at one to yarn and have the wounding yarns of the people in the waiting room. Mm. Oh, what are you getting today? Skin fade. Mm. Cool. What are you getting today? Skin fade. Cool. Whereas... Have those pants uh, been taken up? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Wee Bailey's at mine after? (laughs) Shit, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah, it's like, mate, it's 10am in the morning. 
But yeah, I think I feel like they like to criticise. They like to criticise the young people what they're wearing, but also the social occasions a big thing for yeah. the older people. See, I like that. I like the fact that I'd rather Chit-chatting. those people go there every day than sit in a rest home solo because it must get to a lonely point. No, they should stay in there. Yeah, because they're going to drive to the barber shop, which gets me onto my next point: is that old people should not be able to drive after the age of sixty-five. Oh, see that takes away their independence. Yeah, yeah sixty-five still young though. I my reckon dad's, my dad's sixty-five. Take it no, away. He's not. He's not. He's younger than that. <laughs> I know he'd be listening, so... But yeah, they shouldn't be able to drive, because I live down the road from me, we've got about three rest homes, mm-hmm. you know, so my Tinder is just going off on the local area. But they are just swinging out of those driveways like it's bloody NASCAR, but they go 5k an hour. Should you revoke your license when you go into a rest home? Yes, you should have to. Because if you can't look after yourself, should you be on the road? No, yeah, exactly. If you can't wipe your own ass. How Maybe, can... but then there's the assisted living. Yeah, but... There's, there's tears get, to it. They should get new learner plates mm. called, like, you know, tapering off plates. S plates. Seniors. S- senior plates, exactly, where you've got someone in the car with you who may as well just do the driving Well, for the stage. price you pay in bloody um in rest homes, they should provide transport. Yeah, well, they do. They do. <laughs> they drive you down to the mall to do the, wall, the walking groups. Driving Miss Daisy. Yeah. I've always thought I'd be quite good at that, ch- chewing the old timers and driving the shuttle. Yeah? Yeah, not really for me. But... We, should, we could move into a rest time. What's the minimum age? I think 65. I'll probably get in there before you. You're not far off. Yeah. <laughs> okay. The other thing that they... <laughs> Backhanded. The other thing that must be really tough for elderly people when they go into rest homes is giving up something that's obviously very near and dear to their heart on their own properties lawn edges mm, and the cabbage tree leaves they'll be mm. missing them I, re- I think actually in some rest homes they do the sad day activity is they just scatter cabbage tree leaves all over the driveway and all the oldies can come pick it out and bitch about it's just a big race it's it. like an easter egg hunt yeah but the, the lawn care is a big thing mm. there's some outstanding lawn oh I give such oldies. kudos to it it's like they're green keepers mate the other thing I love so much as well is when you see it I saw it when I was driving past the Marshlands Tennis Club the mm. other day and I often see it at the golf course is when you've got the old timers pitching in for a working bee that don't even play there but they're just there to clean up the course and do the gardening and stuff I tip my cap to that doing other people's gardening whereas as for us it's not a hobby it's a bit of a chore the oh. garden, whereas they just love they love pottering that's mm. another thing is Harry Pottering no one actually knows what an HP what a potter is mm. but they just like to potter around. What's the difference? My grandma always says I'm just pottering around. Yeah. It's like, well, what are you actually doing? Is pottering and dithering the same thing? No, dithering's a bit more... Um, pottering's Frailing. more... Frailing. No, I'd say pottering's a bit more you do it for pleasure. Yeah. You know, you like to just potter around and pretty much just walk around. Mini but, admin. Yeah, yeah, very, very minimal admin. Whereas dithering's making a decision but not making a decision. Procrastinating for old people is dithering. Yeah, dithering's more like... You've had a you've had a bit of a an episode, mm. I'd say. You know, you, you get lost. You might yeah. you poo yourself. Confused. Like that. And that's when the plastic bags come in handy. And that's when picking up old people. The shit. old person's uh, done poos in the back of the driving Miss Daisy van, and I've just picked up a big clump of soil from the curb when I had to clean it up. <laughs> oh, he's just oh, that guy's just pretending to pick up that ninety year old shit over there. I reckon. Here's something that I've, um, this is me going to sound like a bit of an old person now mm-hmm. about kids these days that I'm not really sure about. And I've noticed. I like elderly people, just to quickly jump in there. I like elderly people a lot more than younger people, though. How younger? Like. Like teenagers now. Yeah, teenagers suck, man. They're all. They scare the living shit out of me. Yeah. Losers. What is with the new gym tights where it looks like. Girls, it looks like their bum holes trying to eat their pants, pretty mm. much. Where there's that big, like, 
It looks like a squid's mouth yeah. going inwards into their bum cracks. Just all gym gear in general now. What's the deal with them? You know what I reckon it is? And correct me if I'm wrong here. I will. I reckon a lot of that stuff, a lot of the gym attire and stuff now is to, like, people, it's like a whole trend now. It's not just chucking on the old gym raggedy clothes and going to the gym. People actually spend a lot of money mm. on getting the kit right. And they want to look good. They Active wanna, wear. Look good, feel good, train good. But it looks like, uh, yeah, <laughs> okay, Liz Mills. Yeah, but they look like those specific pants. Mm-hmm. <laughs> You've obviously put a bit of time into this. No, but... <laughs> no. no. Um, it just looks like they're getting a big wedgie. Mm. And I just Can't feel like be comfortable. Like, pardon? I've always sort of found that with the stringers as well. How can that be comfortable? What, a G-banger? Yeah. I don't know. It's like you're... It's, like you're, it's constant undies up the bum. It's like you're flossing. Yeah. Have you ever worn a G-string? No. I've worn one once. How'd it go? Did you feel it? Did you feel a bit tarty? <laughs> I felt saucy. Yeah. It was for a fancy dress party, and I didn't have an outfit, so I went to farmers and bought a g-string. And what an outfit! Who'd wore... you go as? Huh? Who was your Who was your person? I think I wore like a dressing gown over the top. So you going as Hefner or something? Yeah, yeah, something like that, more like a sailor's hat or something. Yeah, Hugh Hefner off Wish. Yeah, but I had the g-string on backwards. Right. Yeah. So it covered everything, obviously. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like a piece of dental floss, eh? Mm. Yeah. While we're on the topic of G strings, yeah, new and used and rotating things around, yeah, <laughs> um, you big op shopper, I am actually. It's become massive, eh? It's well, there's op shops, and then there's like the trendy ones mm. that are more expensive than the new shit I'd normally buy. I went into a junk shop in Ferry Road the other day, and it was literally like more expensive than brand new Harvey Norman couches. Oh right, so it was. Secondhand antiques and all, you know, oh, okay, knickknacks perfect to um, potter in, yeah, oh, yeah, absolutely. But that's where I draw the line. So, there's a uh, recycled sort of clothing shop that I follow on Instagram, shall I say? Is it the two dollar clothing warehouse? No, okay, he's referred to they call it, I believe, a professional picker. Uh, I could be that with my nose, that's what, the, yeah, there you go. Um, and I've got a bit of a gripe because he'll put up second-hand sports jerseys mm. like that he's obviously just picked out of a bin somewhere, gone home, washed once. They're more expensive than brand new ones. Well, that's the thing. Where's, where's the line there? It's vintage. But so, what, is, what does that even mean? It's vintage. What, second-hand? I think vintage it actually has to be... to be actually, it, Does it mean rare? I think to be actually vintage, um, it needs to be over 20 years old to be actually classified as it bunny ears, like cars and stuff. Right. And that's... Maybe more than 20, maybe it's 30 or 40. But there is actually a time frame to call something vintage. But I think with the whole vintage clothes thing, there's the vintage clothes look, mm-hmm. and then there's actual vintage clothes. Mm-hmm. But you'd, I get what you mean. Rugby tops would go for like 200. Yeah. And it's just like... I saw a band t-shirt the other day. It was like a Rage Against Machine, Che Quavero, um Tua t-shirt. Mm. It's going for $350. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, if someone just bought this at a gig when they've come here... It was a limited release for this tour. Chucked it in a clothing bin or an op shop somewhere. He's found it, re-ironed it, washed yep. it. It's in good condition. So, like, you would never, there would never have been a time where those t-shirts would have ever cost that. So why does it go up because it's secondhand? It's because it's limited and everyone wants to be different now. And everyone wants to be so different. They're all looking the same, man. Mm. You know? So wise. Yeah, thank you. Uh, but, yeah, it's like everyone wants to be different. So it's like if you get this 50-year-old Che Guevara... Raging It's a Machine t-shirt, you can probably quite confidently know that no one else has it, mm. or no one else has it similar, hence why it's about 10 times as much as it originally was, which I don't really get the whole vintage thing either, because 
Yeah, there's some cool stuff. Don't get me wrong. There's some really cool stuff. But just the price is just astronomical. Eh? It takes the... It sort of takes the joy out of going into op shops and potentially finding a gem now because you know that it must all just get vetted before it even goes on the floor. Mm. So they must get big bags of stuff come in. And they I'm sure that those sort of people that There's do it full-time have relationships where they can just go in before it's even on the floor yep. and then just chuck it on and sell it. So it's almost they're almost becoming what they hate. Yeah. Mainstream it, clothing, you know, like milk oh, and the yeah, price. Oh, yeah, definitely. Well, at, at the $2 clothing warehouse, which is like an OG op shop. Is that Toffs by Fury Mead? Yeah. That's mint. So they've got that big wall mm. behind the reception, not the reception, the checkout area where there's just like similar stuff, all those main t-shirts, and they're like 50 to 80 bucks each. But see, I think that's fair. Well, yeah, of course it's fair. Because, because they're, they're offering, getting it. I got, I got the golf jacket for the tour from there. Nice. 20 bucks. Yeah. Almost pretty much not worn. Yeah. Um, Really cool style and... It worked out really well, but see, I think that's reasonable. Whereas if you went into another shop, they'd have that for one fifty. Yeah, definitely. So the whole op shop thing is, it's che- yeah, like you said, it's cheaper than what you're getting in. Where would you draw the line with what you're going to get from an op shop? I'd never buy a sleeping bag. Okay. Yeah, that's probably fair enough. Because I don't like the cold zip. What? I don't like the cold zips. Oh, okay, right. Yeah. It's nothing to do with who's been in it. No, no, no. You just don't like. It's more you don't like sleeping bags mm. in general. I'd have made a mine. You wouldn't buy one from a from a Catman do. I'd have made a mine called Mark, who I used to go to school with, and he used to just opt for the sleeping bag on the mattress. Uh, see, that's crooks. It's like you're sealing on all the sweat. Yeah. It's kind of yuck. Cold house, though, I think, growing up, so. Huh. Interesting. Mm. Okay, well, he didn't really opt for it then, did he? Yeah, no. Nah. Sort of, <laughs> he had to have it. Kept, and the soil- mattress, kept you, soiling the sheets. What you forgot to say was the mattress was outside. Yeah. As well. With pit bulls running around it. Yeah, probably. So, I wouldn't buy a reusable mask from an op shop. Yeah. I don't think. You don't um, think? Is there, is, there an, is there a little thing, a door you're leaving slightly ajar there? What could... See, I prefer the disposable ones. Right. That's the thing. That's the only reason I wouldn't buy it from The there. surgical Just like ones? Just you with your sleeping bag. No, I, I definitely wouldn't buy them from an op shop, because I've seen loads of people sneezing straight into their masks I do recently. that. It's awesome. Why? You don't need a tissue. You don't need to put your hands up. You don't put your hands up. You sneeze onto the floor. Hmm. Yeah. But you don't, but then you why, don't even why need you a director. sneeze into the mouth, into the mask? Because then it's mean. It's like... It's, it's like, mean. Yeah. It seals it all in. It feels like you've got a chloroform rag on the face. Well, you were, <laughs> well, you were saying before the podcast that you're happy that we're wearing masks you don't brush your teeth anymore. Hmm. Do you know what? On yes. that note, no. you've triggered me there. Oh, um, sorry. No, I'm happy. Okay. Um, It's actually... There's a lot of studies coming out now saying that constant mask wearing is actually really bad for teeth hygiene. I can imagine so. Because the, the, the stale ear just rotates around and... Mm, it's rushing it, rushing mm, it all up. Apparently bad breath and dental work has just gone through the roof. Through the roof. Not got any cheaper. <laughs> Shit, no. Yeah, so I've, um, I don't think I'll buy that. I don't think I'll buy underwear from an op shop either. To any... wear? Pardon? To wear or... I definitely wouldn't buy it to wear. Yeah. I'd still purchase it for, um, you know other reasons hmm. but uh yeah i wouldn't buy it to wear definitely not even shoes are a bit weird yeah shoes are a bit because all those jandals do, all the uh, and yeah. you put on a jandal that's not yours and you feel that it's already been molded to another foot what about a nice pair of uggs yeah <laughs> get the nice sweetie feet uggs in there. and a sleeping bag <laughs> i hate socks in bed to start off with and i despise anyone that wears them what about one <laughs> depends where it is <laughs> <laughs> Naughty. Yeah, absolutely. What else wouldn't I buy from an op shop? Maybe a beanie. Yeah. Anything uh, that's just sort of like anything that touches any sort of like. Don't I say guess, skin. Yeah, well, I guess t-shirts touch skin, don't. But they? I guess 
It's something that's made to keep an area warm mm. so you know that it's going to be sweated profusely in. Anything that seals everything in. Yeah. You know, like undies or a beanie. Gloves. Would you buy, would you buy a singlet? It would have to be big. Like a baggy singlet. <laughs> it would have to be like one of those gold Like a loose-fitting one. Not like one to go I'm not under. really a singlet man. Not to one to go... Uh, what about the netting singlet like what Tony Soprano used to wear? Yeah, that's all good. You'd wear, yeah, because I mean that breathes. Anything that's breathable I think is fair enough from an op shop. What about uh, boxes that are like the baggy ones? They're all good, they are especially just, if they're the especially, cotton ones. Especially if they're silky. I don't mind cotton boxes actually. Oh, uh, not a fan. They're better for you. Do you Testic- know that? Testicular. Yeah. Breathing. Apparently so. Does your, a, do yours have a mouth too? It's an old man myth, I think. <laughs> Another thing, old men love. Yeah. Baggy undies. Referring to yeah, baggy d- wife runs. <laughs> I wouldn't buy a toothbrush from an op shop. No, I don't think they sell them. They should. Why? Desperate times. Yeah, but I feel like there's things that they draw the line on. As a toothbrush, actually, here might this might just let me bounce this theory off you for a minute. Yeah. Well, I've got you here. Yeah. Um, is a toothbrush something that could be relatively rotated round hygienically? No. If you had the right, like, if you put it in boiling hot water and let it soak, it should be in in all theory fine. Why? Because what? How much bacteria and stuff could actually stay in the bristles not, if you boiling water? If you put boiling water in it, it's not about the bacteria. It's about your mi- mouth's microbiome. Isn't that bacteria? I think so. Right. I was hoping you wouldn't know. But it's your. I was going to call you out. Whatever you see. It's your. It's your mouth's makeup. Mm. Your mouth's like chemical balance or whatever gets thrown off by different people's ones going in. It's not so much that the toothbrush is dirty. Mm. You know? Now, I feel like you've just, because you're a little bit more experienced in the human body, you're just quoting things to confuse me. Yeah. The mouth enzymes, and you've got the hand going. And yeah, you see, yeah. this is so the you don't thing. Reckon, you don't reckon it's just easy, clean, and on to the next? Why do you do? Why do you need to do that? If you're poor? <laughs> I don't know, like... Desperate times. Plastic. What about, yeah, buy a fucking bamboo one. Actually, here's a wee gripe of mine. I don't like the bamboo toothbrush, because they're a bit too coarse on my cheeks. Mm. And I use electric anyway. You can't beat electric. You can't beat electric. Well, you used to give me shit for keeping my electric toothbrush in my bedroom. No, I used to give you shit for keeping my electric toothbrush on the floor covered in poo. <laughs> yeah, but that wasn't the one I used on my teeth. Yeah. And you should know that. That was the one you bought at the op shop. But that's all good because it's only my own internal microbiome going into right. my mouth. Just so your mouth or your bum, either, <laughs> either way. Do you know what I've been getting a lot, uh, has been really sort of rubbing me up the wrong way, shall I say? What? Is no matter what you do during the day, when you work nights, people always give you shit. Yeah, people think that you... got you, any thoughts? Yeah, people think that you don't work as many hours just because you work night shift. Or if someone comes around to see you at about lunchtime and you're watching TV and you've been working all night and you've just got up, people say, is he depressed? <laughs> What's wrong with him? Is he alright? He's watching television before five o'clock. Even though I've the chase worked, hasn't even been on yet. Even though I've worked my eight hours, it's always used to um, the old mates of mine that were tradies or that would just work the early shift used to give you so much shit when you'd sleep until ten o'clock. But I finished work at midnight and didn't go to bed till two. I've yeah. still got the same amount of sleep, well, but it's at a different time of the day. Well, that's the thing. It's it's the flip sketch. So yeah. you you do all your relaxing pre-work mm. or not all you're relaxing but you know you do your free time is before work because you're not like one of those psychos who wakes up at five works at six and then stays up from like 7 a.m to like one mm. are you i used to know a guy that used to go to the beach every morning regardless no matter what and just lie on the beach what time 
Like whatever, like every day he'd get up at seven, no matter what time he went to bed. And what would he do on the beach? Just like lie on the beach and just like smell the sea air. And just even like in that winter? Was, yeah, that was like a schedule every day, no when matter. it was raining. So even if he had a big night. Is he psychotic? And he'd come home at 3.30, he'd just get up and go to that beach every morning and just sit and just like take the beach in every morning, no matter what. And that was the start of his day. It's kind of so, cold. It's weird though how like. Did he live far away from the beach? Not too far, sort of 15 minutes. It's still kind of far. It's not like you're not living on the beach. Or opposite. Maybe you ended yeah. up living on the beach. Maybe it was Maybe the homeless was guy just I was living. talking to. Is this your mate who slept in the sleeping bag every night? Yeah. Was he going for swims? I don't think so. See, yeah. yeah there's too many details you ask me about. That was just sort of a throwaway. In fact, that it may not weird. even be true. It's weird. Let's just stick to it's true. Yeah. It's weird as. Um, so you reckon people, you reckon you're getting unjustly treated because you're working night shifts. You want me to start an advocacy group for you? Well, I just think everyone does. I think everyone that like... unfairly treated? Well, it's like if you finish work at five o'clock, are you just going to go straight to sleep? PM? Yeah. No. No. So why should people like, it's like, you used to always get the old whitey stay really up. So like, you up yeah? No, nah, not really. I just sort of heard it. Someone you're was crying. talking about it the other day. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I said someone else was talking about it the other day and I said, you know what? That's true. Yeah, it is. Um... Yeah, because people... Morning's think, off are way better. Huh? Morning's off are way sicker anyway. Yeah, because you, you, you've got all the daytime to do stuff, mm. whereas if you're working... Like golf. Yeah. <laughs> For example. Yeah. Something you could do during the day. Like something up, that both re- we both relate to. Picking up cabbage leaves off your driveway. Or picking at the op shop. It's been Abs- a real theme. Absolutely. So, yeah, I think, it's, I think people just don't grasp the concept that the schedule's flipped. Mm. And people think like, oh, okay, he's doing shuttle during the day when I'm working whereas you could think oh so you're just sitting at home watching TV at 8 o'clock whereas mm. I'm you know at work service I'm at work do you agree YouTube. do you agree with um, if you do something you love you never truly work a day no I don't agree with that at all no because you're still working if you really truly love it do it for fucking free in my mm. opinion well don't but you know like if you, it's still work mm. it's still you're still doing something I saw. Do you want to hear a couple of interesting Steve Harvey stories I've heard this week? Who's that? that you know the guy, the bald guy? guy that runs Family Feud. Yeah, 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 yeah. Someone it's asked. Like... Someone asked him on a uh, TV show the other day. It said, "Steve, are you a billionaire? Because he must have all these different businesses." And he goes, "No, I'm not a billionaire." And he goes, "I can assure you on everything I hold sacred that Family Feud, Facebook, this judge show that I'm hosting now. If I'm ever a billionaire." You will never see me on any of those shows. <laughs> no matter how much I love it, you will never see me on those shows. Absolutely. Like, he also said, in another story, because I'm a big Steve Harvey this week. I never knew this. Um, that he used to have a barber that used to cut hair for $30 a haircut, this guy, mm. back in Texas, way back in the day. And Steve Harvey went in for a haircut one time and really liked the guy. And so he took Steve Harvey, Steve Harvey, Harvey took this fella as his um, personal barber. barber. Have you heard this story? No, no, no. no, Um, Personal barber um, on tour and stuff with him. And as Steve Harvey Harvey got bigger and bigger, this guy started charging $1,500 a haircut. And he was getting, Steve Harvey was getting three a week. So he was charging, what, five and a half grand a week to this barber. Gee whiz. And Steve Harvey's like, you should have seen his face when I eventually went bald. I was gonna. I was gonna say, he's bald. How the hell is he getting all these haircuts but for? What he did is this guy went home and opened up four salons in Texas and two barber colleges. Now he makes six million dollars a year. He said this guy literally cuts hair. So whatever gift you've got inside you, chase it. Dream. Mm. You sure you don't mean whatever dream you've got inside you, chase it? No. 
Why are you chasing a gift? Because all his only gift was to cut hair. Okay. I don't know if anyone dreams to cut hair. Maybe. It's becoming quite a trendy profession. Yeah. But Mm. it's like the gift to be able to do it. Mm. So that's what you've that's what rabbit hole you've been going down. Yeah. Nice. He's an interesting fella from the sounds of things. Mm. I've gotten really into word etymology. Oh. Is that like wordle? No, it's not wordle at all. What's wordle? You know, I've never heard of that in my life. Yes, you have. I have not heard of Wordle. You don't have the, you don't have the mind. I get them. I actually did Wordle for a wee, but I kept getting them first go. I, was just, <laughs> I saw some of the I others. Was just, yeah, done it. You saw a study first the try. other day. Said they reckon like seventy percent of people cheat because it's a real office colleague on colleague type thing. Yeah. So if you get them first try every day, it's like, how's he just <laughs> nailing them straight off the bat? Great don't. guesser. Steve. Not enough words. Not enough letters. No, word etymology is like the origin of words. Right. And if you look into it, it's actually super interesting. Like, I've got a few here, mm. which I was looking into the other night when I was obviously had no, Lots spare, to do. no spare time on my hands. Um, I'd already shaken hands with the milkman, so to speak, so I had the night free. Scratch Yoda behind the ears, as they say. Okay, that's a waking <laughs> reference, is it? <laughs> no. <laughs> no, no, we got this nice milkman who's just started mm. up, um, just down the road, so I just have had a Viviana with him, then had a tug. Uh, so the word avocado comes from the Aztec word ahukatl, which means testicle. Okay. And aside from being similar in shake, shape, sorry, avocados used to be thought to act as an aphrodisiac, and they used to also call them testicle fruit. And that's actually fruit as well. Fuck, you'd be running a big set of testes if you had an avocado in the mix, alright? And right. dark green? Yeah. Maybe you need to shake your hands of the milkman a bit more if they're that colour, eh? be, that's pretty, inter- that's pretty intense stuff. It's super intense, mate. I've got some more. There's some crazy ones. I actually got onto the subject because someone I know used the word serendipity and didn't know the meaning of it, mm. whereas I did. Does that mean, like, fate? Yeah, yeah. So it's like a chance connection. Mm. And uh, looked up the etymology of it, and uh, there's this big bloody story about where it came from it's actually used to cut it came from the old word serendip which was the old name for sri lanka um and the old arab traders used to go to sri lanka said it was a chance encounter that actually found it and blah 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 so that's how i got into word etymology um another interesting one is the word assassin yep uh you know the baddies who you know jumping from the roof they're quite cool though they are really cool i think they used to be cool they're sort of like pirates Mm. they used to be really cool and now they're just sort of like cartel hitmen yeah or somalian pirates which is just kind of a sad story yeah like and they kind of wear like football jerseys and jeans and like rob people with motorbike helmets on yeah but i guess at the time of the old swashbuckling pirates and the assassins leaping off the rooftops like on assassin creed and landing in trolley carts that's that, probably a bit far-fetched. They would have been scary at the time. Mm. They would have been like, oh, geez, they're a bit low-lifey. But now they're sort of romanticised through video games History. and Johnny Depp and stuff like that. Mm. But the word assassin comes from Middle Eastern people during the Crusades mm-hmm. would smoke hash, hashish, the old peace pipe, and kill... Pre-game? A, pre-game. With which razor. is like, yeah. Mate, if you were going to... And then they would assassinate or kill opposing leaders. So if you were going to kill an opposing leader, would you want to be stoned? I guess it would sort of no. You want to be maybe a few drinks. Alert. Maybe a few drinks to calm the nerves. But groggy. Yeah, but not paranoid. But that came. They started being called hash Haitians. Hash Haitians. Hash Haitians. Just try and say that five times. I know. Um, one who smokes hash, which was then butchered by the English language over thousands of years to assassin. Hmm. 
Interesting well, there you go. That's kind of like next, the word corner. Yeah, next time you hear like an interesting word, look up the etymology because normally it'll be quite interesting stuff. Well, do you know what I've always found sort of is kind of loosely associated with that topic, wrap the lasso round, mm. is who one Reel day... Reel it in, mate. Who one day threw up these two middle fingers and the... God, that's offensive. We know this yarn. Do we? No, we know the two fingers. Yeah, but like, it's, are fingers that different? Well, we'll let the people at home just know the two finger yarn. So you know that you know the the middle finger and the index finger. Allegedly, this is what we have both heard is from the French archers when mm. they were fighting the English because they used to have great archery skills. The English used to chop their fingers off so they couldn't shoot arrows anymore. Mm-hmm. They should just kill them if they're at war with them. To be honest, it seems like a lot of time wasting. Chop his fingers off. Why don't we just kill him? He's just going to use learn how to do it with his other hand or something. Well, I've seen people. Yeah, I've seen people shoot not in person, but that chick that shoots the bow and arrow with her feet. Mm. So arguably, the Paralympics is more impressive, in my opinion. Depends on the uh, event, I reckon. Mm. But, but to even be there, but there's different tiers of yeah. disability. But even just like I saw a guy doing the curling at the Paralympics. Okay. It's got to be hard in a wheelchair. In a wheelchair? Yeah. Jeez. Yeah, it would be tough, actually. Oh, yeah, Paralympics is very impressive. But the middle finger. Mm. We'll go back to the Paralympics in a minute. That's an interesting uh, topic. That's on at the moment, eh? Yep. So the, and then, obviously, the French people would put their two middle fingers up to be like, fuck you, I've still got my middle fingers, I can shoot for bow, or mm-hmm. the equivalent of it in French. But the middle finger, what do you reckon? I don't know. It's Should just I Google like, it? Did, nah. Let's just, leave make it, up let's just leave it romanticised. Yeah. Hey, some things are some things you just will never know. Mm. Some things you'll just never know. Better to be uh, just left in fantasy world. Some things are better. Some stones are better left unturned. Very old person of you to say. <laughs> it's a good wee saying, isn't it? Mm. We were going to talk a wee bit about outdoor furniture. Yes. If I'm not mistaken. Yes, we were. It's a natural segue from Paralympics to yep. outdoor furniture, apparently. What would you be and why? Um, I'd probably be a one of those new nifty outdoor chili bins. You know, that oh, sort of the match ones you the ride seat. on. No, 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 no. Okay. No. <laughs> um, <laughs> Absolutely not. So, you know, they're kind of like wicker and they sort of just look like... Um, like a hamper. Yeah, you could sort of st- uh, store lawn games in them or cushions or they double down as a chili bin. Interesting. They sound expensive. They they are very very expensive, like all outdoor furniture. But my is sort it furniture of furniture is an outdoor uh, accessory. accessory yeah. I think anything to do that sort of sits within your outdoor setup is mm. classed as furniture. Uh, no, I mm. disagree with that. No, that's well, like saying that's any. Facts. That's like saying anything that sits in your indoor setup is furniture. Well, what isn't? I guess if you're on the couch for a long time, you're part of the furniture, aren't you? Yeah. But like, would you say a, an indoor chili bin, a fridge, is furniture? Yes, it's an appliance. Well, it's if the house comes furnished, it comes with a fridge. Yeah, furnished. Yeah. It's furnishing. Soft furnishings. Well... It's another word that uh, has furnish in it. Jeez, uh, you're right up on your words now. Anyway. anyway on the outdoor chili bin, because Campers. people, it sort of can sometimes look a bit ugly. It can be a little bit tricky to move, but as soon as How you... How big f- is it? Oh, that can vary. But as yeah. soon as you flip it open and it's full of ice cold pussy, everyone appreciates <laughs> it being there. Yeah, of course. Yeah, you bring it up and everyone's like, oh, jeez, what's he got? And everyone's starting to fizz. Everyone thinks there's a few a few long necks in there or something. And you open it up and it's Coob. Yeah. And everyone's like, ugh. I love Coob. still fun. But Cub. Coob. Cub. Cub. Okay. Yeah. Um, so you'd be one of them? Or is yeah. this just your favourite piece? Oh, that's, this I think, what I'd be. piece over here. That's what I'd be, I think. <laughs> you'd be an outdoor hamper. Chili bin. But why would you be the outdoor chili bin? 
I've just ex- described it because are those things are still in my personality. It's, <laughs> it's quite often can look a bit ugly in the setting, but once people actually get to see its purpose, they once really it enjoy opens it up, everyone loves it. Yeah, yeah, nice. That's good. See, I've gone for something that's actually outdoor furniture. The so umbrella I... stand. <laughs> the umbrella, the umbrella pin that no one can quite insert properly. <laughs> uh, no, the outdoor beanbag. Uh. You know. I'll tell you what, if the outdoor beanbag is furniture, the chili bin is. That's 100% furniture. You can never get comfortable on them. Do you know where beanbags were invented? I don't care, but yes, tell me, please. 2,000 years, let me see it the same, 2,000 years ago, Egypt. Mm. Oh, that'd be hot sitting in the desert on one. (laughs) Did pharaohs sit on them? No, because they weren't actual, they were initially big leather sacks full of dried beans, Mm. uh, which they used to play games with. Maybe like cornhole. But I would be the modern-day conventional outdoor beanbag, I think, because, you know, great in theory, but as soon as you get on it, you don't have a good time. Mm. You know? It's like a hammock. Yeah, they suck. Hammocks are so shit, eh? I tried to sleep in a hammock for a year once. Not, How long did it last? Um, A good four months. Mm. Was it indoors? Yeah, it was in my bedroom. It was a standalone hammock. And I got mm. rid of my bed and everything. Mum said it was a silly idea. And it was. It wasn't. I never fell out of it. It'd be bad for your posture. I only fell out of it one night. And so, I've just the holes were just absolutely <laughs> exploding. Um, yeah. but the bean bags are yeah. I love the idea of bean bags. I wish mm. I liked bean bags. Terrible for your posture. Have you ever tried to sleep on one? No, oh, that's why I said you can never get comfy on it. No, nah, and every time you move. You and just... if we're just sitting around on the outdoor furniture, chewing flat, uh, chewing the fat, cold in each hand, we may out have of your outdoor chili bin. Yeah, we may have a you know some sort of snack platter. Mm. We're all sitting around chewing fat. The umbrellas up nice everything's barbie's hissing and then you've just got to make this just just at, get comfy. at ground level yep. that sort of and then they often double down they end up just pets going on them yep pets, and kids pets, jumping all over them. them someone is a silly bugger and opens the zipper yep they're terrible for them but actually you've had an experience mm. with the old bean bag before haven't you when they when it opened and it just went everywhere at my house no when it was on the trailer, oh, on the trailer. yeah <laughs> I think Greenpeace is still looking for you. It was snowing over the Blenheim Road overbridge that day. <laughs> yeah, no, I don't, I'm not a fan of them. Nah, they're, they're overkill. But that's umbrellas are actually a bit of a pain in the ass too. Outdoor umbrellas should only be reserved for beer gardens, I reckon. Because you they, don't have to fuck around with the admin. You need... Uh, I like a shade cloth more than an umbrella. What's a shade cloth? You know, like the things that they have over at like... um, Pretty much like at beer gardens that are like attached. There's no pole and there's no base. It's just like a... It's pretty much just a sail that's just connected mm, for shade. Yeah, they're good. Because they're, they're more. And I feel that outdoor umbrellas. All they do is creak. As opposed to indoor umbrellas, apparently. They never actually stop the sun from where you're sitting. Yeah. It's always the other side of the table. And it's all. Some they always creak joke. in the most slight bit of wind. They're always like. That's yep. my creaking noise. And you try and get the, the pin as a big. The wind up umbrella's alright. Yeah, they're all right. They go all right. They're, going, they're getting there. But the sales, the sales are where it's at. And that'd mm. be a good investment, is the the outdoor sales. And Maybe. I feel like outdoor umbrellas blow away all the time. Yeah. All I might just get the, sometimes. the Team New Zealand sale and just cover my whole house like it's getting like defumed for insects. Yeah, like asbestos. Mm. What you could get is a load of op shop sheets mm. and attach them all together. Be nice. Yeah, yeah. It actually brings me on to a business idea I've had, actually. Okay. It's not op shop sheets, but it's um, it's bedding related. It's bedding related. Uh, so there's a few homeless people kicking around in this beautiful world we live in, mm-hmm. live on, at. And I was thinking golden retrievers molt. Everyone knows this. Yeah. Why don't we collect all the hair and start making blankets out of it? 
I don't know. Exactly. I don't know if it's going to work that well. It's free, I mean, wool's on the decline. It's free labour. These dogs are happy. The homeless people are happy. Maybe not the ones that are allergic to dogs. It's not free labour, though. Why not? Someone has to make the blanket. The dog's making it, are you they? You could teach the golden retrievers They're how to smart. do it. smart. Yeah, exactly. They're smart dogs. They don't know how to do a stitch or two. Or I think the, be- the better thing is just to give puppies out and then they can just spoon them. Uh, we were talking about spooning pre-show. That's yeah. crook. Yeah. But, yeah, but then you've got to feed the dogs. I always mm. think it's kind of, when a homeless person's got a dog, it's nice companionship, but then it's like the dog needs food as well. Do we give homeless people too much of a hard time on this show? I feel no. like we give them a bit of a hard rap. Do we, we don't mean it. Do we? I don't know, do we? I feel bad for homeless people. Yeah. Obviously. But when they've got a dog, it's like, oh, the dog's going to be hungry as well. It's a, it could be a bit of a genius move, to be fair, because it would play on a lot of people's heartstrings. I bet you the people with um, dogs get a lot more money, because I'd give one with dog more. Because then they think, You'd oh, the dog eats. Give dog more? Mm. Mm, yeah, same. Give him a bit of dog food. Mm. It's the real it's the real smoking gun, eh? Just the big dog log. <laughs> Maybe it's another homeless person dressed as a dog. Mm. It's like those people, those ex-military people that pretend to be have amputations. Fake Valor? Where they, oh. where they fold the knee up. There's this guy when I was in Scotland who used to do it. He used to fold his, bend his knee up and wear these real baggy pants and tie them at the bottom so it looked like you only had one leg. I mean, obviously he's got some shit going on, but like, is there is there easier ways to make money than that? Pretending to be an do something, do something you love. You never work a day in your life. Maybe he just had a real a real passion for making people pretend that he was an amputee. Mm. Who knows? I can understand the old I'm an ex soldier because a lot of people grow up with that dream, and then it gets crushed. Being an ex soldier or being a soldier. And mm. they realise they're not sort of military material. But to just like horrendous. But to be like I'm a soldier that's had like when a lot of people actually come back with these horrific injuries. Yeah. Imagine what that looks like to a soldier that's come back that's had that happen to friends and then there's just a guy that's never set foot on the battleground. <laughs> yeah, he's actually got like a house. There's more yeah. um non homeless people begging in Scotland than homeless people begging. It's like a business where they'll have like these like houses where people obviously live and they'll all go out begging and then there'll be like these like bunny ears like begging pimps that would go around with these people and collect all the money effectively so like prostitution yeah so it looked like they had no money on like no mm. money in front of them and um it's yeah. very sad crazy anyway I think we can wrap that up for the week mate back for third next week absolutely no six month break no mm. high bit tongue tired was it six months you, no no <laughs> you, had a bit of, you had a bit of cramp in the jaw did you yeah Alrighty. Well, uh, <laughs> on that note, no smutty comment needed. Uh, thank you, everyone, for listening. Uh, we love the feedback over Instagram, What Up It's Threat, or, I mean, don't Gmail us, to be honest, because we never check them. And so just, you know, know most of us. Feel, feel, feel free to DM the personals. Yeah, the P's. Um, or just comment on profile pictures like old people do and ask us about our hemorrhoids. Fantastic. Thank you, guys. I'm a dunk.